0: It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour. Today, we bring back Dr. Lehman Young we've heard on this program numerous times. But what we're going to discuss today is critically important in the realm of unrestricted warfare and cognitive warfare. It's the unacknowledged failure of deterrence. Okay, we're advancing a cognitive war while the West sleeps is the subtitle for today's episode. Now, Today, we're going to continue a dialogue with Dr. Yen that we've had ongoing for over a year plus now on China's unrestricted warfare, but with a a focus on the failure of traditional deterrence in this ongoing cognitive war. Before I introduce Dr. Yen, let me remind our listeners that our discussions are part of this ongoing series that we're trying together to provide a strategic perspective, perspective a strategic set of assessments and analysis and give you deeper insights to provide an understanding of the importance of unrestricted warfare and how the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, uses ideology, religion, and issues as the ways to fulfill their strategy. Now, I engage with Dr. Yen on her weekly program at times, The Voice of Dr. Yen, and you should hear her. She's on weekends every Saturday and Sunday on the American Out 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 Loud talk radio network. And then at times I'm lucky enough to bring her here on the NASA security out with me. So today, Dr. Yin and I will focus on three broad questions in discussing why, at least in my opinion, she may have a different deterrence has failed. Now, when I talk about deterrence, I'll take nuclear deterrence off the table because nuclear deterrence has a certain effectiveness still. But what America, NASA security arena thinks of regular deterrence in terms of deterring the enemy from attacking, or doing other aspects is a complete failure. So let's get her perspective as we talk. There's different topics today. We'll talk about is deterrence working against China? Why or why not? We'll talk about are China and the CCP successful in bypassing traditional deterrence? If yes, how? How so? And how can we leverage the Chinese diaspora and disillusioned Chinese inside China to advance this ongoing cognitive war? For those who haven't heard Dr. Yen, let me give a quick introduction before we start today. She is a medical doctor, a PhD virologist, and independent coronavirus expert. She was educated at the top two medical schools in China, Southern Medical University, and Central South University. She's also a postdoctoral fellow in the School of Public Health at the University of Hong Kong. She has a weekly broadcast. I talked about the voice of Dr. Yen, and now she's a dissident fighting with us in here, America, to help other China and other Chinese people across the country as a whole move towards freedom. So without further ado, Dr. know let's talk about this first question here. Is deterrence working against China? You know, the deterrence defined in the Oxford Dictionary is as follows. The definition, deterring or preventing by fear the reduction of the likelihood of war, or by fear, that of nuclear weapons. Okay, so I, I'll take the nuclear deterrence off the table. But for the others, is it working or not? What's your opinion?
1: Thank you, sir. So this is very interesting. When you talk about deterrence, especially when you mention the nuclear deterrence against China, uh, I see that people saw deterrence against China it kind of failed because China is still so aggressive and it seems U.S. can do nothing about China to uh, control, to stop China's aggression, uh, this kind of uh, behaviors. But actually, in my opinion, I think deterrence works on China. But the thing is, how could you use the proper way to deter China? So basically, it's like, when we talk about the nuclear deterrence, of course, China has nuclear weapons, U.S. has nuclear weapons, and it's supposed that these two countries should not fight because people don't want to be destroyed during the nuclear warfare. But in CCP's perspective, they know the United States cares about human rights. The United States doesn't want to destroy the world, even doesn't want uh, Cause the uh, damage in the even another half of the, the earth in China. So China knows this. This is actually kind of something, uh, a bottom line for the United States. So mm-hmm. as long as China can avoid this bottom line by cheating, uh, by uh, a lot of uh, unrestricted tactics then they could avoid the United States to trigger the bottom line, to trigger the nuclear uh, attacks. And in this case, China believes U.S. definitely has a, a, lot of, uh, a lot more to care about than the communist China. For example, China can uh, spread the COVID-19 virus intentionally mm-hmm. makes a global pandemic. But as long as China could uh, cheat, could uh, falsify the evidence that should come from the nature, per bat, per pangolin, per civet cat, per, per requin dog. And then they could leverage the compromise the scientists in the United States, like Fauci, Dasha, to work together for China's narrative. then. United States can't do nothing. We're supposed to have the, I mean, at least the U.S. need to hold China accountable for releasing the virus, but we still haven't seen that happen, right? Because this kind of, no matter if it's a deterrence or whatever kind of uh, intimidation of uh, this kind of power from United States, didn't work on China because China know how to escape. So this is the point. It's like when we talk about the nuclear deterrence, go back to Chairman Mao's period, there is a word Chairman Mao, I mean, which is famous in China. Chairman Mao said, I wonder how powerful the nuclear weapons could be uh, if it could kill half of the people in the world. That's good. Uh, if not that optimal, maybe kill one uh, one-third, still after two-thirds, that's still okay, because people will still, uh, the population will still grow back uh, after 10 years, and uh, this kind of weapons could help us. So, the thing is, China doesn't care about the people dying. And, yeah. I mean, all the deterrents aimed to use this kind of uh, either makes the government feel they will lose their people, or they feel they will lose their power. They feel their uh, they fear they will lose their uh influence. But clearly, currently, the deterrence from U.S. towards China didn't make communist China really fear about these things because they you know U.S. Doesn't the point is U.S. doesn't understand CCP? They don't. Re, you don't really know the weakness of communist China. So your deterrence didn't post to the right point. But if you post it to the right point, the deterrence definitely will work. Yes.
0: Yeah, so that's very interesting. So <clears throat> it's it, this is a great uh, intellectual discussion, important discussion that our audience can listen in on. Because usually I'll, I'll prepare a lot of specific notes. Okay, but in this case here, I've done not not as much because I wanted to have more of a free flowing discussion. So, you, to your point, you know, nuclear deterrence works somewhat. But with Mao, he said, "Okay, if a third of the population, half of the population dies, so what?" That goes to the fact that CCP really doesn't care about humanity; doesn't have morals. They don't care if people die. Okay. Yes. No despots or dictators do. However, at the same time such a war a nuclear war okay and the reason the nuclear deterrence works for the moment is because they would lose power okay and position yes okay and with that they'd have mass chaos and lose control of their country okay so they don't want that they also understood by studying the united states from the gulf war on as an unrestricted warfare that because of that they couldn't also take on the United States in a direct one-on-one confrontation kinetically because they'd lose, okay? Just take a look at Russia with Ukraine. Russia, in my opinion, has probably the advantage there over the Ukraine and it's proving that, and they should have been suing for peace some time ago. However, it's shown that Russia also doesn't have the capability to take on the United States fully, okay, less nuclear weapons, so what does she and others do with unrestricted warfare? So they understand this. And that's why the cognitive warfare and understanding it is so critical. Because using these unrestricted means, okay, they basically bypass deterrence. So I'll go through a litany of a list here, and then we'll come back and talk about some of the specifics here. But, for example, deterrence in my mind has failed because look at the attack on Hamas, on the Israelis the slaughter there funded and paid for by Iran using proxies also aided by China to disrupt the West. Okay. A million plus people murdered China flu several million to 10 to 20 million world worldwide, no accountability, no deterrence, stealing of technology. We've talked about this in prior shows and recently, they have still up to close to a trillion dollars every year. What's the deterrence? Illegal bioweapons labs, police stations, proxies like Iran, proxies that were to have 136, 140-something attacks on our U.S. troops throughout the Middle East have now murdered three of them, okay? Russia and Ukraine, China supporting Russia, China providing different weapon systems capabilities and so is Iran. Okay, what's the deterrence? Russia walked into Ukraine twice. There's no deterrence. And then we won't even talk, uh, we we'll bring up, but we will for a second here, the illegal Chinese coming into the United States, 40 to 70,000 of them, military-age men. If you have an army within a country of your adversary that can be subversive, sabotage, and cause mayhem, you know, just think if you have 40 to 70,000, it only took Hamas 1,200 to 1,700 people to do what they did. Imagine 70,000 people spread out across the United States, what they could do state by state. Okay. So, in my mind here, as this as the debate goes on here, is, is a deterrence is not working with China. But to Dr. Yin's point, it's because we don't know their weaknesses and we're not pushing on the right props. So, back to you, Dr. Yin, for further comment.
1: Yes, sir. So the thing is, when you just uh, aim to, uh, like we have the nuclear deterrence, it will, uh, if you China make us uh, like try to uh, destroy America, we will fight back. So all of this build on the uh, assumption that China will launch, for example, China launched a nuclear weapon and to attack the US mainland and kill a lot of US people, even destroy maybe Wall Street or uh, DC. And based on this, US could fight back. And then the your nuclear weapon definitely is more powerful. We have to admit it. And then that will destroy the whole China regime, even half China, as Chairman Mao assumed. But will it happen? I mean, we know before it happened, there are always so many protocols, especially on your side. You have all these protocols in your system to do the diplomatic negotiation, uh, all the collaboration, try to uh, bring China to your side. And if not, then I see what else we can do. We, we still can uh, make some exchange or make the deals. So all of this kind of, negotiation, long-term process, that is what China built to against the deterrence. So that means when you really have this deterrence, yes, China, of course, government doesn't want you launch the nuclear weapon to uh, aim Beijing, but before you do this, there are enough. there is enough time, there are enough opportunities for China to play the tricks with you, and little by little, uh, promise you this, and then find an excuse to uh, cancel it. But we offer you another thing, and you may need us to help you. For example, now we see Hamas and uh, Israel, the war. And if you don't know, remember, if you don't know China is behind Hamas, then you could turn to China, say, okay, uh, we need your help. And China said, yeah, I could help you to make the ceasefire, all these things that will uh, attenuate the conditions uh, between the, I mean, before you launch the real deterrence against the China. It's like China has make you angry, but then China offer you to help you to uh, reduce the uh, crisis in the Middle East. Then China now have more time also gain more opportunities, and they know they keep the deterrence far away from them. And again, next time when China makes something, uh, make U.S. realize China is your enemy, and then China could create another chaos, maybe in South China Sea, or maybe aim to Japan. And at that time, if you don't know China is behind that, then you also need China's help. So all these protocols in U.S. government Which has been studied by China, and they know that this will provide them more opportunity and the time to detail by detail undermine America without the strongest countermeasure from the United States. And that's what they want. However,
0: exactly. So I'm going to butt in for a second, Dr. Yang, because we're going to have to go to break in in a few seconds. Sure but you raised some extremely valuable points there. and We'll talk about those more when we come back from break, because they are slowly subverting America from within, okay? And as in the unrestricted warfare, they talk about the number of different non-military threats that can cause different paradigms, okay? And that's the point of why I think we're losing the deterrence factor and the traditional deterrence, not nuclear, but traditional deterrence has failed. But be sure to make AmericaOutloud.news your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We must all do our part and share the stories, the articles and podcasts and videos so we can help secure America's future. We'll be right back.
2: Cholesterol, blood pressure, blood sugar, inflammation and weight. These are all real world problems that 87% of Americans are struggling with. Fight back with Heal Right. Heal right is a bar you eat, but it's food as medicine that addresses the nutritional root cause of health issues in just eight weeks. Take action today. Visit HealRight.com Outloud or AmericaOutloud.shop and use the code OUTLOUD for 20% off. You've all heard Dr. McCullough and others share over and over the value of keeping your sinuses cleansed. It's a smart move all year, but even more so when we're cooped up inside. It's not really open for debate any longer, those that live smart and live well pay attention to nasal and oral hygiene. RX has just the tools for the job with our nasal and throat cleanse. Click the CofixRx banner on americaoutloud.shop to get 20% off your entire order. That's right, americaoutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD. That's coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off your entire order. Use CofixRx because it works.
1: ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our Redox-based products tap into reserves within you to power your personal well-being. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today.
0: Welcome back to the Mass Curio. On with me today is my good friend and uh, intellect in many different ways, Dr. Li min And what we're talking about today is, is deterrence working against China? Now, when we left on the break, doctor Yan was bringing us some very good points about the fact that we don't know the weaknesses of China and we're not hitting the right spots. And because of that, they're slowly subverting us. And in unrestricted warfare... They specifically talk about this and they said, the objectively accelerated the occurrence of non-military wars. And at the same time, it has also resulted in old concepts and systems of national security being on the brink of collapse. Okay. They talk about financial wars, computer wars, which dominate the future and also new concept wars as Dr. Li min and I talked in one of my prior segments about the new methodology warfare. So, Deterrence, in my opinion, is not working against China uh, at this point here. So, Doctor, let me go back and ask you here, and let's go on to the, the second question here. Are China and CCP successful in bypassing traditional deterrence? And if yes, how? Because I see a key objective here of unrestricted cognitive warfare, as, as it says, in collapsing the old concepts, Okay, which is deterrence, because they work in the seams. Let me go back to you for your thoughts, Dr. Yan. Uh,
1: yes, sir. I think at least for a certain level, uh, China has found a way to bypass the traditional uh, deterrence because, uh, I say, China has developed their—I mean, actually, very unique. Although combined with Soviet Union, Syria, and experience, but their unique style in cognitive warfare and unrestricted warfare. The, their goal to develop this whole strategy is to bypass the traditional, this kind of uh, countermeasure against the U.S. because, as we said uh, in the books, when they describe how to de- uh, develop their unrestricted warfare, they always, it, you see, they cite the examples based on the war happened between U.S. and other countries, they are analyzing in what condition will trigger U.S. countermeasure. That is we call traditional countermeasure. And this kind of countermeasure could be destructive, which China doesn't want to afford. But they also look at the loopholes here. For example, uh, U.S. we like we have the bioweapon convention, China is part of the treaty. And we have the list of the bioweapon agents, like we know so many materials and the virus, uh, they are very lethal, they immediately can kill half or even more people when they get infected. So these are the uh, risky agents on the bioweapon list. there is any country release it, that country would be held accountable. Okay, this is a system already mature. However, China start to focus on the low death rate coronavirus because it's low death rate, maximum 2% death, and that won't trigger the high lethal traditional bioagent, this kind of alarm, and it's not even on the list. So, this is a way they develop to bypass your traditional deterrence. I mean, we have the deterrence on the bio- weapon level. We also have deterrence on other aspects. So this is just an example. Now it's spent over four years, millions of Americans are killed. You still cannot put Xi Jinping and the CCP regime on trial. Why? Because your deterrence doesn't work In this case, and image, image, just think about if there is one traditional bioweapon killed just thousands of Americans and Americans can immediately detect it, identify this is a traditional bioweapon, China owned it, started from China, intentionally released to U.S. The whole outcome will be totally different, right? Yes, yes. This is one example to tell you. And... Yes, sir. So should I continue or you want
0: to add something? Well, yes. Yeah, so let me let me jump in here for a couple of things. Because what you're highlighting here, OK, and what it says in the book Unrestricted Warfare is that even though the United States bears the brunt of being faced with the type of threat Dr. Yin and I are talking about, non-military war, OK, it has been the injured party time after time. OK, and this is written 25 years ago. So they've, they've seen that we've been injured time after time. It says, what is surprising is such a large nation unexpectedly does not have a unified strategy and command structure to deal with the threat. And Dr. Yan very smartly points out that they understand what our protocols are. They've studied this. That's why they use the military-to-military relations, to study these types of things and use these protocols, okay, to then work in the seams and undermine us. It's not only the bio lab stuff and the coronavirus, the China flu, but just take a look at each year still in America. They're killing over 100,000 Americans every year. So since the Manchurian president, Biden's been fraudulently put in office, in my opinion. okay, you've had 400,000 Americans murdered. 400,000. That's the number of people and troops and military that died Winning World War II, 400,000. If you go down to Washington, D.C. and the National Mall in the district of crime these days, if you can get down there without being carjacked and look at the World War II memorial, it's a sight to behold. 400,000 died. But now, since Biden's been in office, 400,000 died. And to Dr. Yin's point, what's the repercussions? Now, when I, we've talked before, Dr. Yin and I, about the illegal bioweapons labs in California. And she had posted some aspects on X, and you should always follow her on, on X. That used to be Twitter. Or she, she posted a, a note about White House National Security Advisor Sullivan. He told the media in February that biosecurity has always been a focus of the U.S. government, and it remains vigilant about global biosecurity practices. Well, really? You know, back in 2018, when I first wrote, an initial paper on cognitive warfare, and then, then the book and, and, uh, came out in 2023. Okay, in there, I talk about a specific use of biowarfare in 23 and G, where there's a scenario in the book that details the use of bioweapons to overtake Taiwan without a fight. And biosecurity, therefore, in my opinion, is not a major focus in the national security arena. And even though we say it is, We've seen fentanyl between the illegal bioweapons labs. And, and I'm going to go to some more detail on the bioweapons lab here for a second, Dr. Yen, because I know that's an area you're very familiar with. Is there's pushing through the seams and there is no deterrence? There's no accountability. Because not only, as Dr. Yen pointed out, we don't know their weaknesses, we're only reacting. And, and as I write in the book, we have to move from reactive to proactive. And where's our focus? Our focus remains, as they say, in unrestricted warfare, on the kinetic warfare. The game has changed, people. The war has changed. And that's why deterrence is not working, because they have a cognitive war, an unrestricted war that we are unaware of, unprepared for, and have no capabilities to fight back or minimal. So, Dr. Yen, let me go back to you and ask you, you know, let's talk about that illegal bioweapons lab. As an example here is how they bring something like that into our country under the radar and operated for years and is then accidentally found what what's your opinion on that in terms of this bypassing traditional deterrence
1: yes yeah, sir so that's a very good case so you, you see we are talking about advanced bypassing so let's say four years ago they released the COVID 19 virus but somehow because it was out of control in Wuhan when they released it, they thought it can be under the control, but it's out of control. And then they immediately make decision to spread it all over the world intentionally. However, it started from Wuhan. So still, now what the whole world, even people don't know whether it comes from nature or lab, they know it comes from China, right? So that is kind of the fall in CCP's uh, perspective so they want to make it more advanced. You even cannot trace it back to China if China denied. Then so what happened? Okay, put the bomb lab in the United States. Next time, when whatever kind of outbreak or pandemic happened from not only this bio lab, definitely is not the only one. I mean, this kind of bomb labs in US set by CCP is US-originated pandemic or outbreak. Okay, and see, even when we talk about the Ridley lab, uh, warehouse that illegal one, even uh, DOJ has arrested uh, Jesse Chu's actual controller from China. What what else can you do? I mean, for me, I did my investigation with my team and it's not that difficult for our Chinese to understand to realize based on the evidence we have, it pointed to Communist China government military civil fusion project Jesse Chu is just uh, one of the numerous agents in academic and business field to conduct CCP's operation, and the bio lab is just uh, one case with what we know. However, it seems for Americans that goes to the dead end. Okay, this is one uh, Chinese a uh, C- Canadian. Uh, with Canadian citizenship yes. and then he's arrested and then uh, what can we do I didn't say they ch- charge him for espionage or national security crime this kind of uh, this kind of uh, uh, how to say the, the crimes but they only can say oh hey it's kind of illegally uh, keeps the mouse in the warehouse so this is violate of maybe the uh, public health policies or uh, maybe because
0: <laughs> yeah. he
1: public he health doesn't, policies, yes. Yeah, so maybe he he should not put it in this location. So this may be some business or something like that. I mean I mean I, I feel shocked that this is not s- certain individual in American government's problem. This is a systematic problem. And this problem is because it has existed in the loopholes exist in your law system. No one else discovered it except the CCP when they carefully study work in your system and also learn it from your expert for decades and then they finally realize oh, so there is no risk if they put such bomb up in California, in such place, yes. and yes. they smuggling these dangerous agents, about uh, agents here and so thing, and your CDC won't care about it. Your FBI can do nothing about it. They know your weakness here, and this is advanced bypass. Because even though later, it is a bio attacks, you can do nothing against the communists. The China maximum, they will lose yes. one Jesse Wu, Jesse Zhu, but you will lose maybe another millions of lives.
0: No, yeah, exact, exactly, So let me let me take and 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 amplify what Dr. Yan here is saying because the American people are living in a bubble we have the enemy within, we have the enemy within and under the tent you have up to 70,000 illegal Chinese military age men in the United States and China is sending more and more 26,000 in the first quarter first first two months first two months of 2024 26,000 70,000 people equal 1,400 1, per state. 1,400 per state. Now, when you take a look at the illegal bioweapons lab, the United States Congress investigated this. And what the committee found, run by Chairman Mike Gallagher, House Select Committee on Chinese Communist Party, okay, the illegal bioweapon was run by the PRC citizen. He was a wanted fugitive from Canada but he got into the United States and he ran this lab. He was a top official at a PRC state controlled company with links to military civil fusion centers, military civil fusion centers. The illegal bio lab received millions of dollars in unexplained payments from PRC banks. They also got certain grants and stuff from the state of California, which was just amazing. The illegal biolab contained thousands of samples of labeled, unlabeled, and encoded potential pathogens, HIV, malaria, tuberculosis, and COVID, as Dr. Yin points out. Contained a freezer labeled Ebola. Ebola, the report states, is a select agent with a lethality rate between 25 and 90 percent. And Dr. Yin, Dr. Yin was one, I think, one of the first people in America who highlighted. The dangers in existence of this lab once it was discovered and amplified the message months ago. But the bio lab contained, and she talked about this specifically, the thousand transgenetic mice genetically engineered to mimic the human immune system, okay, to catch and carry different viruses. And then it was amazing, and Dr. Yen brought this up as well. The lab was discovered and with the help of the CC- CDC, the CDC, our Center for Disease Control, refused to test any of the samples. So as we talked about before, Dr. Yen, in my opinion, this bioweapons lab was basically a warehouse and distributed to different places throughout the United States. And, and that just floors me. And so what, what what floors me is where and how far have these spread? So let me go back to you for 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 additional comment on this bioweapons lab before we go back on this, this relates to the assurance. So,
1: sir, so, uh, the thing is, we don't know how many else this kind of bio. I mean, we could see bioacena in America, yeah. right? Yes. In so, what we know is China has spent uh, decades since the biology become. Uh, well developed as the uh, end of nineteen nineties, China has been uh, infiltrated, has infiltrated and uh, well established the massive network in biology field in the United States. So that could guarantee China has a very competent, uh, how to say the supply chain. Yes, from China to your labs to your legal labs. And even to your government uh, agencies like NIH and to WHO, this kind of international, uh, bureau for uh organization for public health. So in this case, when we talk about the uh bound up in readily, it's just a part on this supply chain. So when we talk about supply chain, we know there are always so many numerous suppliers, numerous uh, yes. parts on the chain, right? So the thing is. Here, we we know that China can be very aggressive on American land using their this kind of bioregions to cause yeah, so, potential risk. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, so please. So, basically- so let, me, let me bump in here because we have a couple seconds here before break, Dr. Yen. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more <clears throat> and, and bring up an article on the danger and the invisible biolabs across the U.S. because what you're talking about is this isn't probably the only biolab in the United States. And so when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about China successfully bypassing traditional deterrence. And then we're going to go in and talk about, you know, how do we combat this back? You can find out more about my show and Dr. Yun's, The Voice Dr. Yin Show, and get all the latest podcasts if you go to the menu navigation bar at americaoutloud.news. Just look under our shows, look under schedule. It's a great updated new website. You see the NASA Security Hour. And like I said, a slew of other great programs. Stay engaged, follow us, and we'll be right back.
2: Many voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment. Our goal is to herald the voice of genuine liberty at News, a place where you'll find the naked truth expressed with a patriotic heart. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Clean, pure, with premium ingredients, Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop, and it's the perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion, and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high stress on the go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients, Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Welcome
0: back to the National Security Hour. I'm your host this evening, Ed Huglin. Along with me is Dr. Lee Min-Yen. As we left the break, we are talking about House China is successfully bypassing traditional deterrence. And we're using it as an example here, a very critical example, bioweapons labs. Okay. In an article in Time Magazine, okay, by Dan Green, Jesse Punu, and Alison Burke, they talk about the danger of invisible labs across the U.S. They state, biolabs in the U.S. fall through the cracks of the government oversight if they are privately operated, meaning not academic or government or do not receive funding from the government and are not working with select agents. They go on to say the lack of clear oversight for invisible bio labs, such as the one that we're talking about in Wheatley, California, has captured the attention of both experts and the public. But as Dr. Yan has sent me the article with Jake Sullivan, she posted on next, he says we're paying close attention to this. In another story by Illegal Chinese Biolab, California, It's Worse Than You Think by Zakaria Faria, okay, it said it took 76 days and 14 different agencies to inspect and clean up the facility. This is just one facility. But perhaps the biggest piece of the story was that, uh, that's under the radar, is the company's future plans. In March, Universal Meditech applied to, to occupy a warehouse and office space in Botella Lane in Fresno, California. This article goes on to say the Chinese biolab and its infectious agents and bioengineered COVID mice would be right next to the Fresno-Yosemite International Airport, which is also home to the Fresno Air National Guard Base. The article states this should be a national scandal or at very least national concern. But if you heard Dr. Yin and I, we've talked about this for months, it's come and gone, it's off people's radar. But it should be back on. This medical company is running an illegal bio lab dealing with infectious diseases, and it would be it would if it moved be operating right next to an airport that transports million a million passengers a year. So, as Dr. Yen said, think of it: is there is no way to do attribution if they release some of these different bio agents and weapons. Across America from different labs, there is no way to trace the retribution, and it would all say it came from the United States. Now you have 70,000 military-aged men dispersed across the United States. That's 1,400 per state, and you have these bioweapons lab. Do you think there's a problem, Dr. Yen? (laughs) This is just mind-boggling, because this is a horror waiting to happen. Back to you, Dr. Yen.
1: This is, of course, very serious national security problem, sir. So as I just, uh, let me continue uh, what I was talking in the last section, that this is a supply chain. So the lab, the warehouse, is just a part of that. Think about when they build this supply chain, it takes a lot of people's effort and years of effort. And the thing is, in this case, they could multiple times, again and again, ship these dangerous far regions from China, from Qingdao, my hometown, their base, to California, and previously to another company called UMI. And After FDA found UMI illegally involved into the uh, diagnostic kit production, they quickly filed bankruptcy and uh, rebuild another company called PPI and uh, ship all this bar and all the mouse, all these equipments to the uh, bio warehouse under the name of PPI and uh, try to deny any connection with UMI I said we know nothing about that. We just uh, uh received the things because we are the debt owner. And this uh, all the kind of uh, mature tactics developed by China to avoid your surveillance. And then they know that in a warehouse, if they do something, if they uh, keep something like Ebola, HIV, these kind of dangerous things, and your CDC won't pay attention to that. I mean, I don't know whether the specific individual responds to the local request to inspect the warehouse is corrupted or not, I would say at least uh, that guy is not responsible. Yes. But trust me, why China could be confident to establish the warehouse in California? Well, how could China know that CDC won't respond to that? The China knows people working in CDC or Chinese people working in CDC even involved into the principle making, policy making, so they know there is a loophole. Or if there are people corrupted by China, or why it cannot trigger FBI's alarm? As I know that FBI requires a crime fact. So maybe because CDC cannot inspect it, so no one can provide the fact of crime. So FBI cannot be triggered. That could be one possibility. But how, what, my question is, how could China know it so well? Even Americans don't know there are such loopholes. You should really think about why China spends so much effort to understand these things, to find out the problems and to take advantage of these
0: problems. So, and exactly, one, was, oh, look, let me inject yeah, here for a second. Please. So you're you're exactly right. What what scares me to death, okay, is not only do they know the scenes, they know our laws better than our own people do. Exactly. Okay. And they use that to then proactively, the key word proactively engage in unrestricted warfare and cognitive warfare in the seams to create multifaceted dilemmas. Now, so the point here, people, is China doesn't have to use their nuclear weapons, even though they're building more and more. They, through these different activities, the China flu, the fentanyl, these illegal bioweapons labs, the infiltration of illegals, They're setting up their subversives and sabotage elements throughout the United States, to which we would have an incredibly hard time doing attribution, let alone catching and getting a hold of these people based on their networks. Because remember, the Chinese are working with the cartels. The cartels have been like a vein going through your system, have mapped the vein and network throughout the United States for the last several decades. They know how to operate that network throughout the United States. And China is leveraging that network and knowledge to their advantage and distribution of fentanyl and other aspects. And so what we see is it says in unrestricted warfare, these non-state forces serve as a totally socially destructive force, which destroys the normal international order and restrains the destruction of the international community by the larger nations. Okay, so they you know this is how to fight the war. And as I write in my book, The Cognitive War, Why We Are Losing and How We Can Win, in the, opening, in the opening segment, a warning for all ages. If we fail to start to move on the offensive and proactively move from reactive to proactive, move from kinetics to cognitive war, China, Russia, and others will subvert our society from within. They will not have to worry about kinetic war. Because as Dr. Yen and talking here, they have multifaceted means to completely disrupt our own capabilities. And, and lastly, let's take a look at cyber. They have their army of cyber elements who've been planting, and you've seen this in the news over the years, last several years, and planting key aspects to take down our electronic infrastructure, let alone if they wanted to use electromagnetic pulse capabilities. What Americans don't understand is if you lose your electricity, which they could take out major regions of the United States, within 24 hours, you have chaos, within 48 hours, you have anarchy because you have no food, you have no water, you have no communications, no supply chain, your police forces are minimized, okay? And death ensues in en mass. These are real possibilities that we must think of and start to counter. And to counter, which brings us to the last point here in the discussion, Dr. Yen, is I want to turn to you, and based on your background, is how can we leverage here in the United States the Chinese diaspora and those who are disillusioned in China to advance our cognitive war against Xi and cause him to react to retract and then start to move our strategy forward in the United States. What are your thoughts on that?
1: So actually, the best way to cover Chinese deplora and also real dissident against China with America is not that difficult to find. It's just to put post your deterrence against the, the right person or the and the right uh, organization, which is Xi Jinping, the Taiwanist. And the Communist China, uh, the Chinese Communist Party, which is an organization, is the is the organization. We just need to aim to these two, and we will make sure America will support uh, Chinese who are against the Chinese, the Chinese uh, uh, ruling, and also the Lenin is the organization. And at that time, we help, support from America, Chinese people will be very brave, stand out, fight against them. So the case thing is your deterrence. Uh, your, your, sorry, your deterrence need to be posted on the right target. If you post it just to China, the Chinese Communist Party will kidnap 1.4 billion Chinese to against America. But if you separate us and aim to Chinese and also the organization behind it, then the whole regime will fall collapse very quickly and we could gain the power from Chinese people and we could rebuild a new China or a new state federal in China. But with the help from China, United States, but to remove the influence from communist China, from yes. communism regime, from the tyrannist regime.
0: Well, so you bring up some great points that we've talked about before, and I'd like to I'd like to bring some of those back up. So you talk about targeting the right people in the CCP and G, Well, this goes to mapping the information environment. We have to get together some real China experts. We have to take a look at the open source information that's out there readily available and start to map that aspects. The other aspect we need to have, as I've talked about here in the program, not just related to China, but related to the world as a whole. The United States needs to move away from these four to five year presidential cycle strategies. We need to move to 100 to 250 year strategies regionally around the world. And with China, much like we did with the old Soviet Union and the reason we won the Cold War and then lost it, but that's another story. But the reason we won the Cold War is because we had a message of freedom, independence, and opportunity that America brought as a shining light on the hill. That light's been vanquished, vanished, and put out, mostly, in the last few years by the Biden administration. But in the next administration, and hopefully for decades and centuries thereon, we could change one term in the one China policy that would set a whole new strategic message. We could change it to one free China, okay? That message of one free China doesn't tell China what the future specifically it needs to have, but it would be free. And as Dr. Yen has said about this program numerous times, when you have that type of strategy, You enable, you embolden those within, and then you start to target the different people as she's talking about. But the other aspect here that we must must be prepared for, strategically, to leverage the Chinese diaspora and those who are disillusioned inside China. What's our plan post-China? The CCP's fall. Because it will fall, just like Russia and Putin will fall. Putin will fall. What's our plan for Russia? Post-Putin, what's our plan for China when China collapses? Because just like the USSR, it's a utopian society. Its economy is failing. Its people are getting more dissatisfied. There's more disgruntlement, a lot of different issues. And so what is our plan for post-CCP China? And so, Dr. Yen, we have about four minutes left in today's episode. Let me go back to you to get your your closing thoughts in terms of overall the use of diaspora and the disillusioned Chinese, and I think you hit the nail right on the head there in terms of targeting Xi and proper CCP. What else? What's else on your mind?
1: Ah, uh, thank you, sir. So actually, just uh, in one word, that a mark should figure out who's the real enemy. And clearly, China, in China, it is a party, CCP, and the leader Xi Jinping. So. You have all the way to post the terrorists uh, de- uh, deterrence and just no matter it's nuclear or you you want to send them to trial keep them alive or you want to use the, like the drone to uh, remove the targets I mean that's in your pocket you have so many choices but the thing is you need to understand the terrorists in China and the CCP has already, create a lot of destruction in U.S., and they are still ongoing to post more destruction in the United States. And if you don't take time, you don't um, you do uh, do it as soon as possible, if you take a long time and uh, just still try to use negotiation or uh, the traditional way to uh, negotiate with China or to deal with China, then you will miss the final opportunity to make your deterrence work on the proper targets. Once China, the communist China and the Xi Jinping regime believe it's a timing, they will do more first, more serious attacks against the United States on American land. Now it's already the urgent time and we should not waste the time.
0: No, You're absolutely right. So thank you very much for coming for Kim- back again and in, in- let me, let me summarize a couple of key points here. And, and, it, and this discussion today is highlighted by, in January of this year, in 2024, uh, Secretary, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and Secretary of Defense Liam Panetta, both, by the way, were, were CIA directors, okay, indicated we needed to deter China. Okay, but the reason I mentioned both these people is to highlight a common misperception that Dr. Yian and I have been talking about today. First, no, they come from two different political parties. Second, as I said, they were both former directors of the CIA. And third, they share a joint belief that deterrence will work against China and other adversaries. But what they in America and our, and our allies fail to realize is that traditional deterrence, less than nuclear, no longer works in this ongoing cognitive war. Okay. We must move from a reactive to a proactive posture. We must move from a focus on kinetic solutions to cognitive solutions. Dr. Yen are gonna continue these discussions again in the future. We hope you listen to her on the voice of Dr. Yen in a program here on the National Security Hour on 8 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays. I'm here on the National Security Hour to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I will go outside of the fog of the daily chaos to give you a strategic perspective on national security and speak truth to power, the power of we the people, so we together can best ensure the resilience and security of a republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of despair in the epic battle to defend the United States of America.